Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. And I know we uh, finally caught up on everything after uh, about two weeks off. Uh, on Monday, I uh, got through all the uh, stuff that I missed, but I didn't want to get too far off the track. And I wanted to make sure we still had our Thursday show, as uh, we're supposed to, uh, per usual. So I want to thank you for being part of this on uh, live Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Always appreciated. And of course, listening to us later on on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. We are part of the Ontario Independent Podcasting Network. You're going to see uh, some people from that and the John uh, Podcasting Network being advertised later on in the show before we wrap things up. Give some shout outs to our friends over there, those two uh, networks. And of course, we are sponsored by our friends over at CoolBet, who want to remind you to stay cool and bet responsibly. They sponsor all our shows that we have going on, uh, including the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, which you're listening to right now, This Week in History, which was on earlier this afternoon at noon, and of course, Fantasy Warfare Tournament. But the main thing that they sponsor is our Predictions League, where you can win this championship belt. Now, got some details coming up later on involving that very uh, prize. We're nearing the end of season or section number one of this year's uh, first inaugural season. And, of course, uh, the top two people are going to advance to the uh, playoffs at the end of the season. And with the double shot coming up on next weekend, We're going to have some extra prizes involved so you can win on uh, Saturday, can win on Sunday, and win for the whole weekend. More details coming up on that over the next week as we lead into Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary and WD's Money in the Bank. So, as I said, that's coming up in a little bit. And, of course, we're going to look at the Ontario scene. But there is some news that has happened since Monday night uh, to Thursday. And just want to catch up on all that before we lose more time. I know um, next week I hope to do actually a Saturday show uh, to do previews for the weekend and be able to uh, have updates on the go-home shows for Impact Wrestling and uh, SmackDown as we get close to those uh, two pay-per-views next weekend. So that's what's going on uh, right now. But... uh, yeah, starting off, uh, unfortunately, we have to send out condolences to the uh, friends and family of Chris Youngblood. He unfortunately passed away at the age of uh, 55. He uh, had worked in USWA and also WCCW and a few other places. Um, he feuded with Steve Austin in USWA and stuff like that. Um, yeah, 55 years old, still very young to... Uh, be passing away. I have not heard what the uh, cause of his death is as of yet. Uh, maybe there'll be an update by the next time we uh, go online. I mentioned on Monday that uh, recently Paul Warner's son, uh, Troy, had posted a video of his father uh, being in rough shape in a uh, hospital and signs of dementia, just really frail looking. Uh, That video, thankfully, has been taken down. Um, I've heard that he apparently 
whether Troy did it himself or not, uh, got taken down. But Troy also has Paul now living at his house and is taking care of him there. So um, I don't know if uh, Troy really did it uh, maliciously or not. But, you know, thankfully he is down and uh, we try and save uh, some of Paul Orndorff's dignity. But on the heels of that, um, Scott Casey relayed a message to uh, Don Morocco. And Don Morocco uh, put out on his podcast that, unfortunately, Terry Funk, who just had his 77th birthday, um, is suffering from uh, dementia and... Uh, is in assisted living home uh, for a variety of other reasons. Uh, his wife passed away in 2019. We would have seen her definitely in Beyond the Mat, uh, getting ready for the daughter's wedding and uh, the retirement, however, uh, whichever one that was by number during that uh, uh, DVD and documentary. She ended up passing away in 2019. And I guess uh, since then he's had a few medical issues, forgetting a couple things and, his daughters were kind of concerned about him, and he's in a assisted living home with uh, better care being helped for him. Um, the problem is with that, there's a little bit of conflicting uh, issues on there. If you believe Don Morocco, he's just like really out of it and going downhill. Then you go to the other side, and it's Tommy Dreamer who's reporting on Busted Open Radio and his. Uh, podcasts, a radio show that they do with um, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, that he's actually been in contact with uh, Terry Funk, and he said even the following, and uh, Tommy tweeted out, everyone needs to relax. I just got off the phone with uh, Terry Funk. He's not in bad health. Uh, he loves everyone talking about him. Direct quote from Funker, I'm currently sitting in an assisted living place with my thumb up my ass, Whistling Dixie, but I don't remember the words. Uh, he was also uh, on Busted Open Radio, as I said, and uh, was talking about how Terry wants to make money out of this. Uh, he wants to, you know, have him go against uh, Roman Reigns and all this other stuff. So he still has his faculties with him and uh, still thinking wrestling-wise. Uh, um, but regardless of where... Uh, Terry is physically, mentally. Uh, we definitely want to send out uh, best wishes to Terry. Um, hopefully things aren't as bad as uh, others are reporting it to being and that he, uh, you know, is comfortable where he is. He's 77 years old and, you know, the guy was never going to officially retire, I don't think, because there's no barbed wire in checkers and shuffleboard and bingo. But Maybe it's time for him to slow down. People remember him uh, for acting as well. Um, I remember seeing him in Roadhouse and a bunch of other movies. Um, so, yeah, just uh, Terry's uh, definitely had a full 77 years of his life, and that's what she said to him. Other uh, wrestling stars uh, even tweeted out uh, their thoughts uh, for Terry, including Mick Foley. Uh, he posted on Facebook, thinking of Funker. Uh, yesterday was a tough one for me, along with many wrestling fans who learned that the great Terry Funk is an assisted care facility battling dementia. To me, Terry will always be the greatest pro uh, professional wrestler I have ever seen. He could have had great matches, 
with just about anyone, and he made it so easy to believe. He has been my idol, my mentor, my close friend, and I worry that some of the crazy things we did together in Japan and ECW may have been a contributing factor to his current condition, a sobering reminder of the price we sometimes pay to do what we love. God bless you, Terry. You are a true hardcore legend, and the rest of us are all competing for second place. WWE put out, few have as much fight in them as Terry Funk, wishing all the best to the WWE Hall of Famer and his family. Court Bauer of MLW said, Terry Funk, a genius. His love for, the, uh, for wrestling, infectious. His contributions, endless. He's inspired and captured so many uh, by being profoundly different. My love goes out to Terry today and forever. Forever. Yes. And he said that uh, just biting Sonny's ass in that pick. Okay. Uh, must miss that uh, picture to be able to share with you. Rick Flair said, Terry, we have uh, wrestled for hours and have been friends for what seems like a lifetime. You never quit. Be strong, as always. I'm coming to see you soon. And, of course, uh, just to finish this all off uh, before moving on uh, to the next story, is that Terry's own uh, Twitter feed posted on his behalf. Yes, Mr. Funk is currently receiving residential care for his multiple health issues, which do affect his mind as well as the rest of his body. As you can imagine, some days are better than others. He and his family appreciate all your kind words forever. So, yeah, like I said, uh, take it easy, and hopefully Terry uh, gets one more kick out and uh, enjoys the uh, remaining time. Even if it is in assisted living, he's going to uh, be in comfort at least. Big news coming out of AEW Dynamite last night. Uh, it appears that when Tommy N said he was not returning to WWE despite his wife Zelina Vega doing so last week on SmackDown, he wasn't lying. Um, and had just uh, released a video of him on uh, his Instagram page in an asylum, uh, killing a doctor, uh, threatening another doctor that had uh, issues, and uh, basically said that he'd been in an asylum for the last five years, thought that his eye was still uh, damaged, and they were just like, no, that's not true. And then he ended up killing the one doctor and apparently has escaped the asylum um, and is now calling himself Malachi Black. So instead of Aleister Black, he's Malachi Black. And uh, he ended up showing up. Well, that video was somewhat, I was, I was uh, typed here. Um, the video was some like how John Moxley, when he went from Dean Ambrose to John Moxley and then uh, made his uh, debut in AEW. Tommy End basically did the same thing with um, Malachi Black doing the uh, video. And then last night during the Cody Rhodes uh, strap match, the lights flickered. And then later on, Arn Anderson and Cody were out there. And the lights definitely went out this time. When they came on, Malachi was uh, there and ended up uh, doing a back black mask to uh, Arn Anderson and then took out Cody. He's even playing up the injury still. Uh, with his eye uh, that happened to him in WDE at Extreme Rules when his eye was pushed into the steps by Buddy Murphy. So that's what's going on there. 
But then people are wondering uh, what is going on with the fact that he was just released at the beginning of June. There's no way 90 days up. Uh, people wonder if it's he was one of the lucky people to get out of his contract uh, and negotiated it early. Uh, no compete clause, like 30 days. Uh, some wonder if it was uh, involving with uh, Zelina Vega getting rehired, that he got released out of his uh, no compete clause. Now it's turning out that Dave Meltzer, of all people, is saying that WD apparently screwed up, uh, and that's a story that he's uh, been given, So because he's definitely not a behind-the-scenes guy. So somebody clearly called him and gave him this story. But apparently, according to the story that Dave Meltzer is spinning, is the fact that when Alistair Black came up from NXT to uh, the main roster, they didn't go into his contract and change the 30 days that NXT guys have to 90 days that the rest of the main roster people have when they yeah, get released. And so when he got released, he only had 30 days and he lived up to those 30 days and showed up last night at AEW and, as I said, taking out Arn Anderson and Cody. So if you believe uh, Dave Meltzer in his uh, report, then somebody uh, really dropped the ball, uh, not only by getting rid of Aleister Black, uh, and some people thought prematurely in WWE, and were hoping to get him to come back like they did Samoa Joe, but also somebody totally screwed up uh, with the fact that that 30-day no-compete clause was there instead of 90 days. So somebody obviously read his contract uh, properly if uh, that story is true, and Tony Khan and company took advantage of it and brought him in. Um, who knows? But we're... Uh, just waiting to see what happens with another WWE uh, superstar in the uh, AEW and see if, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be there because he wasn't uh, pushed, but if unfortunately others, uh, AEW originals get pushed out of his uh, out of the way to give Alistair or Malachi Black a uh, better spot. So he could have jumped the line, unfortunately, with this one. July 23rd episode of SmackDown is going to come to us live from the Rolling uh, Loud rock, uh, Rap uh, Festival in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium, along with another arena in Cleveland, Ohio. So somehow they're going to be simulcasting two different spots, almost like the whole WCW uh, final day and bouncing between the uh, Rap Festival and Cleveland. Uh, the show will be split between the two locations, so the uh, roster will also have to be split that way. And we'll see uh, if any uh, of the rap talent uh, that is performing at the musical at the festival end up appearing on uh, SmackDown as well. And I'm sure Fox would enjoy that if that uh, is able to happen. Tony Khan was on a podcast recently talking about the uh, dud of a pyro display at uh, the ending of uh, death match between uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega, he said the crew shit the bed, and their presentation 
uh, with their presentation and refunded AEW $100,000. He didn't end up paying for uh, that botched uh, display that happened that night. Uh, even though the end result was a disaster, Tony does uh, still plan to do more death matches in the future. If that happens, hopefully they uh, figure out the pyro a lot better than what happened on this uh, first endeavor into the death match in AEW. Jimmy Uso, here we go, was pulled over again for a DUI. This is not uh, the best timing for him to be doing uh, so as he just got back on TV after being off for a year with an injury and then got taken out by Edge uh, this past uh, Friday. Uh, he's somehow dropped the I'm nobody's bitch char uh, character. Jimmy disappeared. And now Jay, I mean, sorry, yeah, Jay disappeared. Jimmy now is supporting Roman. And instead of trying to be in between Jay and Roman and get him back. So they're all supposed to be on the same page if J uh, Jay ever returns. But now with Jimmy getting uh, nabbed for a DUI for the fifth time or fourth time in five arrests, because he's been arrested five times since he uh, came to WD, it's not a good situation. And as I said, poor, poor timing for this to happen. Now, a lot of uh, people backstage are said to be publicly worried about uh, Jimmy and the fact that, you know, that WD uh, this time hasn't made any statement about it and normally would say uh, things like, oh, they're responsible for their own actions, but WD has not done that this time. Um, I think there's uh, genuine concern over what's happening and they want to find help for Jimmy. I need to sneeze, so I'm going to play this one commercial for you guys. How's everybody doing today? I'm Isaac of Such Good Shoot, and uh, I just want to take a moment, and I want to say uh, that we are really grateful to be a part of the Wrestling With Johnners Network, podcasting network. Uh, you can check it out, wrestlingwithjohnners.com, and you can get all sorts of amazing shows on there. We're on there. You got Toilet Side Wrestling Talk with my man Brad Marcus. What do you say with DDJ, one of my favorites? You got Rope Break, Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. Love that shit. You got Pro Wrestling Tonight. You got Pull Up a Seat, a wrestling podcast. You've got Wrestling with John Johnners, Turnbuckle Arms podcast, and so, so much more. So go check that out. Go check us out at suchgoodshoot.com where you can find all of our shows, all of our current stuff. We've got we've got all sorts of written stuff, man. Shane's writing stuff. DDJ's writing stuff. Brad's going to be writing stuff. So we got written articles up there. You can find all the merch you can ever want. You got I'm Jewish with Isaac shirts. You got pillows. You got water bottles and mugs. So get out there, buy the merch, check us out. Check out Wrestling with Johnners, Such Good Shoot, live Thursday nights, 10.05, every fucking Thursday. So come on out. Have some fun. Yeah, I want to thank uh, Isaac and Such Good Shoot for that uh, commercial that we're able to throw in there, especially in uh, times when my allergies are acting up. Um, just uh, as Isaac said, uh, 10.05 tonight, they are going to go live, and you want to check them out at suchgoodshoot.com. And tonight they have Heath Slater or Heath uh, Miller as part of their show. So that's 10.05 tonight on Such Good Shoot. Anyways, and back to uh, the news that I have here. 
next week's Raw was uh, recorded uh, yesterday as it was the last Raw uh, with the crew in the Thunderdome and it is the uh, go-home show for uh, Money in the Bank. It will include uh, a third match of John Morrison against Ricochet. Uh, they just haven't had uh, success in getting a victory over each other with the count-out victory uh, the first time, disqualification uh, this past week, and now this is going to be, I believe, a uh, falls count anywhere stipulation added to the match, and they're both uh, supposed to be in the money in the bank. It's nice to see them getting a uh, push. I'm just not sure about this whole constantly every week against each other because that is very stale for the product. Uh, but as I said, I do enjoy the fact that they are getting a push. There's two guys I do definitely like. And I had the uh, pleasure of meeting John Morrison a couple of years ago here in London at a Smash Wrestling event uh, and coinciding with uh, Impact Wrestling uh, that they did together for Twitch. So uh, that's happening between them. Sheamus is returning uh, to action and he'll uh, defend the U.S. Championship against Alberto uh, Carrillo. AJ Styles and Almost will be facing the Viking Raiders in separate matches. With the titles on the line the following week uh, on Raw's uh, first show back in front of fans on July 19th. Hopefully that is going to be a huge show. Uh, already uh, getting the one title match uh, put in there. And it is going to be the night after Money in the Bank. So uh, a lot of hope and expectations for something to get fresh on uh, Raw after this... Uh, pandemic era gets completed and uh, hopefully they stop spinning their tires. Sadly though, we uh, saw the beginning of the feud between Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre. Drew had recently said on a couple of uh, different uh, interviews, including uh, Sunday night's main event with Jason Agnew, that he would like to eventually be in a feud with Jinder Mahal. They have a lot of history, uh, great friends, um, they should have been doing something when Drew was champion, but Jinder was out injured. They uh, were members of 3MB, both former WD champions. So there's a lot of things that they can build in there. But we got Monday night. Decent match uh, with them, but when the uh, henchman on the outside, uh, Shanky and... I forget the other guy's name at the moment. I don't have it here. But when they got involved and caused the disqualification, I get because it's starting their feud. But then Jinder stole the sword. For those uh, listening on this podcast, I am just shaking my head because the first thing I thought was, is this the 80s and early 90s where we're having feuds over stolen items, like when Bret Hart uh, feuded with PCO because his leather jacket that his mommy made him got taken, or when Tatanka got his hair clipped or his feathers stolen by Bam Bam Bigelow and uh, Rick Martel, respectively. I don't want to see a feud over a stolen sword. They have much more to offer than that. I just... Uh, like I said, I'm shaking my head and just in so much disbelief that they're going to go down this path. Um, so much wasted potential uh, there if this is their uh, story to get into the feud instead of 
reality with the fact that they were former tag team partners and one did better as the champion being respected compared to the other being crapped on by the fans. But this is where we're going. Let's enjoy this ride, hopefully. Tegan Knox was the loading battery on NXT. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, we saw a uh, battery being charged, and I would uh, find a different uh, plug if it's taking a couple of weeks just to recharge that battery. But that's what we got for a couple of weeks on NXT. And during the women's tag team title match, we saw the lights go out, the battery yeah, fully charged, and it was indeed Tegan Knox going after Candice Array because Candice Array was who cost uh, Tegan uh, almost a year of her career due to injury. And with that distraction, uh, Indy Hartwell was uh, easy prey and the titles uh, switched hands. So there's another new uh, tag team uh, champions in the women's t uh, division over in NXT. And I think that's, I'm going to say the fourth one in like two, three months at most. So they're hot potatoing that title a little too much. I, I, I'm torn when they hot potato a title uh, in that regards. But I think in this one, it's showing how even and more uh, contenders there are that uh, you can spread it around. When it goes back and forth between some people and very short title reigns, uh, back and forth that kind of devalues it. I hope they don't get into that territory. I like the fact, as I said, that if there's a lot of people winning the title, uh, it shows a lot of parity and competition within the division. So, hopefully, that is the case with the uh, tag team titles there. Cameron Grimes unfortunately lost again in his quest to get the million dollar championship, and this time because he lost. He is now going to be the servant of L.A. Knight. Um, it was kind of inevitable uh, to uh, have that happen. Yeah, this is going to build Cameron Grimes up even more as a sympathetic babyface rather than uh, quickly just, oh, here's the uh, title switchover unless they were going to give up on L.A. Knight. I don't see that happening, but they uh, maybe eventually will have Cameron uh, break away from him, get the revenge for uh, Ted DiBiase after Knight took him out and take the title. But I think it's going to be good storytelling, uh, some good vignettes coming up uh, with these two. And uh, yeah, a couple of weeks, uh, we'll see if it's old news or if it's uh, ingenious. But it is coming from NXT, which uh, I have a lot more confidence in than the main roster, of, especially Raw. Uh, these guys don't seem to know what they're writing uh, and shows when they you're hiring people who don't know uh, about wrestling and you know more about comedy. And even that's poor comedy. Um, the main event saw Adam Cole beat Kyle O'Reilly. Next week, uh, the main event will see Karrion Cross uh, defend the championship against Johnny Gargano with Samoa Joe as the referee. Now, Joe can't get uh, involved unless he's provoked, but uh, if things are happening with the fact that Karrion Cross has been uh, brought into main event uh, to basically get scouted to go to the main roster, uh, if Gargano doesn't take the title, then uh, I see Cross uh, dropping it to Joe 
uh, whatever takeover event happens around SummerSlam weekend. So it's going to be one of those two taking the title from Cross as he makes his way up to the main roster. It just will depend on if uh, Scarlett is with him at that time too. Eva Maria said uh, in an interview that she's happy to have had the support of the McMahon family since her first run in WD, and they even kept in contact with her during uh, her time away from WD and uh, were very supportive of her uh, outside projects. Uh, she's, I guess, really close with the family somehow, and uh, she was rehired back in October, uh, contrary to what people are complaining about, the fact that she's hired and others uh, got let go of. Uh, she'd been there for a bit, just waiting for uh, creative to come up with the right story time, uh, story and time to bring her back on TV. And since coming back, uh, she's been mentoring Dewdrop, Piper Niven, uh, and Vince McMahon apparently is a fan of this current storyline on uh, Raw, uh, and especially with uh, Piper, uh, even with the fans, even though the fans are not. Uh, it's been reported by TSN uh, yesterday that the possible partnership between the CFL and the XFL have fallen through. Um, many CFL fans were vocally against the idea of the two leagues working together. Uh, some of the complaints were about the uh, rules, uh, differences between the two leagues, and people wanted to keep the purity of the Canadian rules uh, going on. Um I think it probably could have worked out if it was done properly where um, they could be like how it is with Major League Baseball and having the National League and the uh, American League. And when you're in a National League park, you play by the National League rules. When you're in the American League park, you play by those rules. And only when you're doing inner brand would that uh, worry about the two. But uh, yeah, unfortunately that fell through and... I'm not uh, totally surprised because the Rock and uh, company need to get uh, their feet under them with the XFL and figure out what they're doing. The CFL needs to progress and uh, get going. Uh, they're two different leagues for timing as well because the uh, CFL starts in the late fall and goes into winter, and the XFL starts after the Super Bowl, so that's uh, late winter into early uh, spring. And going into uh, the summertime. So they'd have to uh, figure out their uh, timeline for their games for this to be uh, possible. But the CFL said that the door is not fully uh, closed. Um, but for the future, they're going to go their separate ways. Uh, CFL is due to start in August. And the XFL has uh, pushed back their relaunch uh, to spring of 2023. Uh, with their new owners uh, being The Rock and his ex-wife Danny and their company um yeah I totally get that and like I said you gotta get your feet under you and uh know what's going on you can't just swoop in and buy the XFL and be ready to go there's a lot of things that are on the line you got uh COVID getting through you have to yeah figure out who your players are going to still be it's not like uh everything was put on pause and you walk in and press play and everything resumes the way it was uh, just when COVID hit last year and ha had to shut down. So uh, I definitely want to see the XFL and uh, the Rock succeed. 
It'd be great if uh, they could uh, figure out something between the two leagues and definitely spice things up because CFL is much like the um, XFL and only has about eight teams uh, to it. So being able to have maybe 16 teams between the two leagues stretches out to at least 16 weeks plus playoffs. So, uh, yeah, let's see how that happens. AW's Brian Cage was not happy being left off the promotional poster for Fighter Fest happening next week. He'll be defending the FDW uh, belt in an interfaction uh, matchup with fellow team uh, Taz member Ricky Starks, who uh, is expected to get cleared. He's not uh, currently cleared after his uh, neck injury, but uh, is expected to be by uh, this Wednesday. Uh, this part of uh, Brian Cage's face turn where uh, I'm going to say that he most likely will end up losing the belt and being kicked out of Team Taz uh, with Ricky taking that uh, title over. Uh, Fighter Fest begins next Wednesday with night number one from Cedar Park, Texas. That's uh, going to have, as I said, Brian Cage defending the FTW title against Ricky Starks. Penelope Ford against uh, Yuka Sakasaki. John Moxley defending the IWGP US Championship against Carl Anderson. So you get a guy from AEW going against a guy from Impact with a Japan title uh, all involved happening in AEW ring. So sort of three companies all involved with that one match. But that's supposed to happen. And what I expect will be the main event of the evening, Ethan Page versus Darby Allen. These two guys know each other really well from evolve and uh other uh independent circuits and they're going to be facing off against each other in a coffin match hopefully this is not a dud like the mimosa which was just a splash the uh fireworks that weren't and of course the cardboard uh nasty plunge that jericho took off the uh war games style cage the blood and guts cage uh, even though he did end up hurting his elbow, it was still, hopefully, this will be a lot more visually pleasing and come off as one will hope. Um, night two will happen the following week and will be uh, on July 21st. Uh, and that's coming from Garland, Texas, which is just outside of Houston, I believe. Um, and Britt Baker is defending the AEW Women's Championship against Nyla Rose. The rest of the card will get filled in next Wednesday uh, during Fighter Fest uh, night number one. But that's going to be uh, highlighting night number two. And then three weeks uh, from then on the 28th, AEW will have Fight for the Fallen. Uh, that's their second one for that. And no matches have been announced yet. Uh, speaking of Nyla Rose, he'll be challenging Britt Baker. Uh, she said on Twitter that she's had enough of getting solicited uh, with dick pics uh, being sent to her DMs. She's planning on opening a social media account where you need to enter your bank account information. Uh, if uh, people end up sending her unwanted pics, then she's going to uh, send them a lovely bill in exchange. I've uh, seen other uh, people that get uh, pictures like that actually uh, we uh, tweet them back to their family members just so uh, if those guys are married that their wives end up seeing what type of pictures are being sent to uh, celebrities or through the internet. So 
be lucky that's not happening to any of those guys yet. But, yeah, I just don't get it. But who knows? That's your thing. Not mine. Uh, coming up this weekend is MLW returning to action in Philadelphia uh, in the old ECW arena. Uh, they recently held their draft and are ready to uh, start up their uh, season again. And they're also having fans uh, starting with Philadelphia. Also, Ring of Honor is holding their best in the world pay-per-view this uh, weekend. And matches include Danhausen against uh, I mean, Dan. Danhausen and PCO taking on the Bouncers and Demonic Flamita uh, taking on Ray Horace. Those two matches are going to be on the pre-show. And then the main show has Jay Lethal uh, facing Brody uh, King one-on-one. Josh Wood takes on Silas Young in a last man standing match. EC3 battles Flip Gordon in a singles action. Tony Deppen uh, defends the ROH TV title against Dragon Lee. Jonathan Gresham defends his Ring of Honor Pure Championship against Mike Bennett. He'll have uh, Mary Canales in his corner. The Ring of Honor six-man tag team titles will be on the line as Dak Draper, Dalton Castle, and Eli Ism challenge uh, the team of Shane Taylor Promotions for the six-man tag team titles. The Foundation are going to face Violence Unlimited in a fight without honor match for the tag team titles. And now that the Briscoe brothers are back on uh, the same page with each other, they're teaming together to go against Brian Johnson and PJ Black. And the main event will see Roosh put his Ring of Honor championship on the line against Bandito. So that's Ring of Honor's best in the world uh, pay-per-view happening this weekend on uh, Sunday. And, uh, yeah, available everywhere you get pay-per-views from, and I believe also the Fight TV app. So that's uh, what's going on there. And then, as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, the following weekend is going to have a double shot for our Scumbags Prediction League, and that's presented by our friends uh, CoolBet. Play cool, bet responsibly, and you can uh, find uh, different ways of uh, making sports bets and uh, gaming with CoolBet. Uh, first is going to be on Saturday, July 17th. Impact Wrestling will have Slammiversary. The main event will see Sammy Callahan challenge Kenny Omega for the Impact Championship, plus many more matches. And then on Sunday, July 18th, WWE will have Money in the Bank, featuring a men's and women's uh, ladder match, plus the top four uh, men's and women's titles will be on the line uh, in singles action, including an I Quit match with Bianca Belair taking on Bailey, And we'll have to uh, see. I've uh, heard uh, one report saying that this means more as a, of an I quit uh, stipulation for Bailey than just saying I quit. Uh, but that has not been established yet. Um, so purely rumors. Hopefully it's not true. Or she's just taking some time off. That's totally understandable. Uh, we saw that with Sonya Deville. And... We'll see where that goes. Regardless of, uh, and here's the uh, news with the uh, Prediction League, should I say, uh, regardless of your uh, being new to the Prediction League or have uh, been there from the start, everyone will have a chance to win a prize uh, for the most points of the night. 
uh, for Saturday and Sunday, and also a bigger prize for uh, the most points for the weekend for the two shows. There's going to be some special categories, especially with uh, the fact that uh, Slammiversary has the potential of having some of the WD guys that were released uh, coming in like they did last year uh, after uh, Black Wednesday. And uh, so we'll have a chance to guess uh, some extras that might show up. So uh, there's going to be uh, more details, as I said, this weekend uh, coming up on our Facebook page along with our uh, website, scumbagswrestling.ca. So uh, get your predictions in and enjoy both shows, Slammiversary and Money in the Bank. Now I'm going to check out of here one more time with a couple commercials from our friends over at the uh, Genres Podcasting Network and the Ontario Indie Podcast Network, and we'll start talking about some of the stuff coming up in and around Ontario and all the podcasts that are available. Here at Toilet Side Wrestling Talk, we interview the top wrestling stars on the independent wrestling circuit with questions including, who exposed you to wrestling? Were you nervous the night before your first day of training? Did your family support your wrestling dream? Are you a witch? For $700,000, would you legally marry a horse? Have you ever cried from a Vin Diesel movie? These questions and much more on Toilet Side Wrestling Talk. Okay, and one more. Where For Matthew Terry with It's Time to Fight. Did I buy Isaac cookies and bananas? Did I even get a bill from those people? Did I set the DVR? I really hope Grandma's ah, okay. I forgot to mow the lawn again. My wife's not Should I go see me. the doctor? Who in the hell she? asked her to? Please, God, don't Should Isaac have more friends? friends? Really that bad? Why couldn't we not? I her? should. How much is that repair going to cost Did I buy Isaac cookies and bananas? I really shouldn't have. Who the hell is Delbert? How much is that repair going to cost me? I really hope Grandma's okay. Do they know? All right, stop! Remember what the doctor said. When you get overwhelmed, go to your happy place. Ladies and gentlemen, it's And you can find your uh, place with It's Time to Fight podcast. Go to it's time to fight.ca. Uh, fans of ours have seen Matthew Terry as a part of our Fantasy Warfare tournament, and we look forward to inviting him back for another edition of that in the future. So check out It's Time to Fight podcast from Matthew Terry. Now, I got some information on stuff happening here in Ontario. But there's been a little bit of uh, news yesterday that uh, came up that I wanted to get to before uh, getting into uh, the fun side of things. And uh, got a uh, 
notification uh, on my Facebook and uh, a little bit of a shout out to AC Coca and Battle Arts Academy here. Uh, Mississauga and the GTA area uh, were hit recently with a huge storm and this storm caused issues on the roof of Battle Arts. A pipe blew flooding the gym inside and this has been a difficult time for the gym to stay afloat during COVID. Uh, we know that they just recently had the uh, changeover in ownership where um, AC Coca, along with uh, Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment, ended up taking over Battle Arts Academy um, and then brought back Anthony Corelli as a uh, partner. Anthony had sold it originally, uh, and then they brought him back in. So it's been a difficult time with COVID, and they're just getting ready to reopen because Ontario is reopening here. And then they get hit with this. So if you are a fan of any uh, talent in the GTA area, in Ontario, in anywhere in wrestling for that matter, a lot of people have come through uh, the uh, Battle Arts Academy. Uh, Destiny Wrestling uh, has been out there. Now we have Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment uh, making their stake in there. Uh, the guys over at Go Hard Pro use that area for their uh, event that happened on Christmas. You know, so there's a lot that happens over there in that area. So with that said, they have insurance, but the costs are going to go beyond what insurance can cover. Uh, as I said, they're also trying to get restarted once this pandemic reopenings are able to happen. And uh, there's been a GoFundMe page uh, set up for this campaign. It has been started to help with the cost. And if you can help in any way, please go check out their uh, campaign and help out. There's a ad on our uh, Facebook page. There's one also on the Battle Arts Academy. And uh, it was also started, I believe, by Shiloh. And if you're a fan of hers, uh, they'll get you uh, into that uh, area to find this GoFundMe. Um, you know, Everybody goes through some rough times, and we love wrestling and want to get get going. I've uh, contributed to it. I want to encourage all our fans to uh, do so, too. So, uh, yeah, just check out Battle Arts Academy. Check out Shiloh. Check out our uh, Scumbags Wrestling page. There's uh, many ways that you can uh, get involved and uh, get to that GoFundMe and help them out. So now that that part is done, Got a uh, trailer for you. And as you saw there, that is the season three trailer for Backyard Pro. Dial B for Backyard. It returned uh, last week on the 30th. And tonight, right now, actually, it's available on YouTube. So once you're done here, go over to uh, Backyard Pro's uh, YouTube channel. And you can catch up with episode number two of season number three. Season three only has three episodes. So the next one is the following week. And there's seven matches in total. 
along with uh, some rough enough with the dancing weapon. Uh, today's episode, episode number two, was released uh, yeah, about uh, 50 minutes ago, and it has a dancing weapon versus Jay Wheeler. Kyle McKenzie's music uh, video, a four-way uh, pay dirt number one contenders match, and more from the rough enough uh, guys and the training going on there. Um, like I said, they're just graphic wise dancing weapon against hot shit Jay Wheeler, and the fatal four way has Rob uh, Banks, Canarius Rutherford, Jeff Hardy, and Moondog all going against each other. And that's part of season three Dial B for Backyard of Backyard Pro. We also are part of uh, helping them uh, get off the ground and cover some of their coverage. Uh, for costs, uh, you can go over to youtube.com backslash backyard pro to watch the show. You can also go to their GoFundMe page and uh, help out with the production costs that they had. And prowrestlingtees.com backslash backyard pro to support them and get your backyard uh, pro merchandise all at Pro Wrestling Tees. Looking at some of the uh, great podcasts that are going on right now, uh, just recently released, uh, George McKay, uh, Fred Rosser, uh, recently, and just the other day released the Pope Elijah Burke as part of Straight Talk Wrestling. And the mini host has Danny Limelight and Billy Starks in two separate five questions with the mini host. Check those out. Join Lewis Carlin daily for wrestling updates on the Alliance Pro Wrestling Network. It's available on Facebook and on YouTube, and Lewis always has a daily update, and if breaking news happens, he always pops in with more information that way. So check out Alliance Pro Wrestling Network for your, all your wrestling news on a daily basis. Episode number 94 of This is Brandon is out featuring Shane Saber. That's Brandon uh, Caulfield, also known as Holden Albright. He has uh, Shane Saber with him this week, and you want to check that out. You saw a commercial just a couple minutes ago uh, with Matthew Terry. Join uh, Matthew as he's a guest in episode number two of the Cornerstone Wrestling Podcast. They look uh, at wrestling in the Ottawa and Gatineau region. Shaw Wars presents Crazy Wrestling Road Stories Volume 2. There's about, I want to say, a dozen different uh, talent from all around Ontario, including uh, Knights of the Round Circles, or Knights of the Squared Circle, uh, Ryan Knight, and uh, a bunch of other talent as a part of uh, that telling different road stories as part of Shaw Wars Crazy Wrestling Road Stories Volume 2. Gilming Talks dropped another episode this past Tuesday, and it has Travis Moore as his guest. So check out Gilming Talks. It's my house pro, uh, podcast with Killian Dane as a special uh, shoot interview there. They've actually been picking up a lot of steam. I've seen uh, different shows of the, uh, theirs being quoted in other wrestling 
uh, website. So they're getting some good uh, traction with some uh, stellar talent uh, being on there. I believe Mark Mero was uh, recently a guest. Uh, so yeah, check out my host podcast. And this week having Killian Dane. John Scott has Jeremy Prophet on the Wrestling with Johnners podcast. Plus, uh, let's see, where's that one? The Johnners Podcasting Network is the special. Uh, no, I don't have it there. Is proud to uh, sponsor the Wrestle Carnival uh, with Ring of Honor uh, show happening on September 12th in Nottingham. It will feature stars from Ring of Honor and the UK scene. Matches from the show will be streamed on ROH week-by-week show. And we want to let you know that Johnner's Podcast Network is also connected with Graps. It's a sponsor of Russell Carnival, and if you get to their website and find some merchandise, use the uh, code Johnners and get 15% off. So use the code Johnners at checkout for 15% off apparel at grapsapparel.com. Sorry, I got distracted for a second. Speaking of apparel, we have our t-shirts and everything at our uh, Pro Wrestling Tees store, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Scumbags Wrestling. You got four designs there, including uh, the independent wrestling comic book cover featuring 22 stars of the Ontario independent wrestling scene. And those t-shirts sold from the, that one, the money will go to Stevens Wrestling Journey, Stevens Hearts for Carry fundraiser that is going on right now. So check that out. HWE Country Carnage. That is coming up during this summer. And HWE TV uh, champion Johnny DeLuca will face off against his toughest challenge to date, the Diamond Tiger, Kobe Durst, with the title on the line. There's also going to be Coco's Cabana featuring the wave maker Kyle Boone as a part of Country Carnage. And of course, we have Silk and Stone in tag team action against Airstrike. Be on the lookout for more details and dates and matches from HWE as they present Country Carnage this summer. You want to check out our friends over at What Do You Say with DDJ? Got a great podcast going on over there. All, a lot of wrestling news and interviews. What do you say with DDJ, friends of ours through the Johnners Podcasting Network? And as we've been talking about for the last little while, more information coming up with the Ontario All Ontario Cup. It's 30 Ontario Wrestlers, a showcase of the best in the province. It's uh, being held by Barry Wrestling, but it's covering wrestlers from all over Ontario, some who have never even worked for Barry Wrestling before. It's going to be a huge event. It is a pay-per-view style event. For $10 minimum, you can get 
29 matches for just $10. Now you can go over to their uh, Indiegogo page and find out more details. There's different levels of uh, support you can give to them. And each level, uh, as per most things with Indiegogo, you get different perks as you go up the ladder. We have a major announcement coming involving that over the next couple of weeks once it is uh, released by uh, our friends over at Barry Wrestling. So we got that going on and just added this week since Monday, I should say. So we have three uh, more additions include Bone Crusher Steve Brown, longtime fan favorite Anton Alexiev, and the Golden Gun Mark Wheeler. They're joining already announced talent of the lead official Brad Myers, the young bull Junior Benito, the psychonaut Travis Moore, who is our guest on uh, Gilmy Talks right now. There's also one of the dirtiest players in Ontario, Stratos, the Ontario uh, veteran Tornado, the queen of crazy, Addie Starr, one of the quiet leaders on the Ontario scene today, Gabriel Fuerza, the relentless John Atlas, the Ontario uh, favorite, Shane Sabre, the boss in Ontario, John Greed, Black Lavender, Lionel Knight, the current reigning and defending Barry Wrestling Three Pistols champion, Pretty Ricky Wildey, the high-risk hero, Rip Impact, the return of Kirk Warmack after a five-year hiatus, plus the Diamond Tiger, Cody Durst, and the anti-hero, SOS. So be on the lookout for announcements from us uh, about this, where I'm going to put together a full show about uh, this tournament that uh, will definitely hype things up. We're proud uh, sponsors of it. 30 uh, stars from all over Ontario. The All Ontario Cup, and uh, happy to be a part of it. We're going to be able to break down uh, some of the uh, talent that is going on, break down some of the uh, tournament brackets. I uh, hope to have Stephen uh, here on the show again, and maybe a couple other uh, fans of Ontario Wrestling uh, be a part of it uh, for this, and we'll uh, end up uh, seeing what's going on. Got more announcements coming of talent, and uh, yeah, just a lot of exciting things happening as uh, restrictions start lifting here in Ontario. And this is one of uh, the ways of bringing back wrestling to uh, the fans in Ontario and the area. So uh, keep up to date with uh, some of those things going on. Uh, once again, the All Ontario Cup Indiegogo page is up and running. The event will be a paper uh, watch show uh, like they used to be uh, in pre-pandemic times. 30 wrestlers and a large crew of people need to get paid. The show times and dates will be announced around mid-July, and we're almost at mid-July. If you have questions, feel free to message Barry Wrestling's Facebook page or Sean Gibson. So be on the lookout for all that. And that's uh, more entrance to come, $10 for 29 matches. You can't go wrong with that. And we've been starved for live uh, wrestling from Ontario and the stars that we love. So make sure you get there. And just a reminder that Hard Knocks uh, Wrestling Academy has been hard work 
preparing for official opening. They're uh, happy to announce that they're officially reserving spots for the end of this month, July. If you're interested in becoming a professional wrestler, Hard Knocks Wrestling Academy is the place to go. With top-of-the-line facility, in-ring training, weight room, and incredible trainers, Tyson Dukes and Shane Sabre. It's been all over our show uh, this last uh, part of it. Uh, three times I've mentioned uh, Shane, great guy. And you can learn from uh, Shane if you go to Hard Knocks uh, Wrestling Academy in Listable, Ontario. Prices start as low as $50 a session. They've partnered with Knights of the Squared Circle to provide more ease of access for booking that will allow them to launch in the coming weeks. For the next uh, time, uh, I'm sorry, for the time being, message them directly for all inquiries and to reserve your spot. So that's Hard Knocks Wrestling Academy just opening up in Listowel, Ontario. And finally, as mentioned earlier, before I get out of here, is our friends over at uh, Such Good Shoot. Isaac uh, is inviting all of you to come over at 10.05, so just about an hour from now. And they are going to have Heath Miller, formerly known as Heath Slater, on their show at 10.05. Go to suchgoodshoot.com for that show and more information. So I want to thank you for joining us. Whether you're watching on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, we're always available on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We definitely appreciate your support. We appreciate the support of our friends over at CoolBet, reminding people to stay cool, bet responsibly, and you can always buy our merchandise, which I'm working on uh, some more uh, designs, but over at Pro Wrestling Tees for our four designs that are currently available. And aside from Pro Wrestling Tees, I'm looking at uh, a little uh, side store on our Facebook, on our website, which you can get uh, different things like mugs and uh, hoodies and stuff like that, that unfortunately I cannot uh, get through Pro Wrestling Tees. So be on the lookout for announcements involving that. And that seems to be everything i got for this week uh i know we yeah, did a podcast on monday so we had a lot of things caught up on we've already run an hour so i'm really happy about that and you can always check out our website for this comeback's prediction league next weekend we have a double shot so thank you again and have a great night if you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. 
We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network.